Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations or to record solo episodes like the one I'm doing today to help you improve your golf, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. Now, on today's episode, the topic that I'm going to dive into is uh, essentially I'm going to name it wobbly workouts and whether they actually help you with your golf and your fitness and your training. So um, that's going to be the sort of uh, clickbaity <laughs> title um, that ChatGPT actually helped me come up with. So um, the essentially the, the topic that we're discussing is um, should you use a bit of instability training or um, training which um, generates instability by standing on BOSU balls or wobble boards and stuff and what that uh, can do for your training and, and whether you should be doing it in your training or um, what sort of uh, percentage of your training that should be taking up. So uh, firstly, I'm going to start with just a few of the the myths, uh, or a few of the uh, they're not myths. I shouldn't say that. Sorry, um, the the pros and the cons of it. So I'm just going to list them out. Um, so the pros for instability training, or including instability um, workouts or movements in your training. The first one is enhanced muscle activation. Uh, the second one is it improves your joint stability. And the third is it improves mental focus and coordination. So there are three really good points to obviously improve for golfers and they're things that we want to be improving uh, for golfers. So like it's not bad at all to be to be doing this in your training at all, but there's a time and a place for it. Uh, and we're looking for a specific adaptation to the stimulus that we're imposing on the body. And that's the way that I want you to think about this topic. And with the uh, cons, um, I'll dive into those now. The first one is risk of injury. The second one is it's not directly translatable. And the three is it can limit your strength gains. So three pros, three cons, uh, and I'm just gonna get stuck into talking about them and um, just having a little discussion around each of them. So the first one, uh, is the enhanced muscle, uh, or so the first pro, uh, is the enhanced muscle activation. So unstable surfaces are really good at engaging the stabilizing muscles, which might not be um, essentially activated or you know switched on or whatever terminology you want to use um, for when you're doing normal exercises like squats and deadlifts and that type of thing. And it can in turn help in activating core muscles and in improving your proprioception. So um, one of those things is, uh, or one of the things that I used to love um, coaching for people and getting people to really understand and develop um, was a handstand. And and that's when I uh, owned a gym here in Sydney. I only sold it a few weeks ago, so I'm talking well in the past tense, but um, one of the things that was really cool was um, we've all stood there barefoot before and rocked from our heels to our toes and we can feel the difference in weight and we're really good at centering ourselves back to, to or bringing ourselves back to center, centering ourselves um, because we're obviously, you know, animals which stand upright. So we're very good at stabilizing there. When you go up onto your hands, your hands do the same thing in a handstand that your feet do. And it's only because we don't spend that much time there that it's really hard for most people to find balance and um, stability in that position. But it's the same thing. Obviously, the hands are a little bit smaller and we're inverted, which brings about new elements of um, obviously blood rushing to the head and that type of thing. But 
it's essentially the same thing and that sort of proprioception where you're rocking from the heel of your hand to the the tips of your fingers uh, is essentially what I'm talking about here with uh, enhanced muscle activation and um, in turn you know building on your proprioception so as you find this um, this the surface unstable uh, and you're you know rocking to the side or forwards and back or whatever it might be and you're bringing yourself back to center that's all proprioception because you can feel yourself moving one way then you feel you, then you automatically adjust um, just like a pilot might adjust if they feel different movement in the aircraft as they're flying along uh, so it can have really good benefits for that uh, the next thing is it improves uh, joint stability so uh, training on unstable surfaces can increase the stability of certain joints especially the ankles uh, by training muscles around them to react to unpredictable movements. So the same thing as what I was saying about enhanced muscle activation, the, the joints aren't muscles. So the joints rely on the muscles around them to stabilize them. So this just sort of flows on from that first point where if we're building those little muscles around the ankle or above and below the ankle or above and below the knee, the hips, um, you know, we're going to end around the core as well because we're having to to um, brace and and move forwards and backwards um, you know or like push our bellies forwards or backwards as we um, oh, how do I describe this uh, uh, like bring ourselves back to square essentially um, if we're like to stand on a BOSU ball or to stand on a wobble, wobble board or something like that so the um, the the small movements around and above and below those joints are what's increasing the stability there, uh, which just makes us a more stable and uh, a s stable stable and uh, mobile and strong athlete. Um, you can definitely tell that I'm suffering a little bit of jet lag today. Um, stable that's a new word for everyone. Um, and then the last one uh, is mental focus and coordination. So uh, training on uh, these types of surfaces or unstable surfaces essentially requires lots of concentration uh, and it can enhance your mind uh, mind muscle connection and potentially translate to better focus in the game because you're able to uh, one just have a better mind muscle connection which we know that having a better mind muscle connection is obviously going to help with coordination and it can help bring a really high level of awareness to your swing um, so you can reach certain positions and practice reaching certain positions and really feel for where you are. So um, when someone talks about feels in a golf swing, like this is what would help you with that is by having a really, really acute sense of your uh, body awareness or, or where you are in space. And um, that, that would help a lot. So three three pros which I, and there's you know i could come up with a lot more for it um, but these are just the sort of top three that i can think of currently um, enhanced muscle activation improved joint stability and improved mental focus and coordination now the cons uh, so the first one is a risk of injury so obviously with a surface which is not stable um, it brings about the potential f or brings about a higher potential for injury when working on these surfaces, especially if you're new to this type of training and you don't have guidance or um, you know any missteps can lead to slips, trips and falls or sprains. Um, you know there can be all sorts of things that come up and come about with this and 
Uh, I'm not going to go into one particular aspect, which I see a little bit of, but um, because that'll come uh, in the third point. But essentially, if you're going into this type of training, it's really, really important. Just like if you're doing strength training, you don't start by you know putting your own body weight or two times your body weight straight on the barbell and, and trying to squat with it. You start small and then you build slowly from there. And I would even argue that it's probably better to do uh, no stability work to begin with and build a base level of strength because that's going to build a little bit of uh, joint stability uh, and also activation around the joints. So if we build a little bit of strength first and then go into doing stability work, we're going to be, one, immediately better at it to start with, and two, our chances for injury are going to be significantly decreased because we're stronger and more robust uh, and more or, or less uh, perceptible or, or to injury. So, um, yeah, just take, take it really slow. Start very slow. Start with really basic. Um, when we talk about coordination type training, we talk about um, whether it's a more technical movement or a basic movement. You want to be starting with really, really basic movements uh, and then building to the technical. So an example of that could be, um, you know, just standing and balancing on one leg is working on stability um, then standing on balance standing and balancing on one leg and throwing a ball from your uh, so standing and balancing on your right leg um, with your left leg in the air however you like to do that uh, uh, right knee slightly bent and you're going to hold the ball a ball um, like a rubber ball cricket ball lacrosse ball whatever it is uh, and you're just going to throw it against the wall and then catch it with your right hand whether underarm overarm doesn't matter um, and that's going to provide a, a base level of balance and stability there because we're obviously got some proprioception, we're throwing the ball, you know, moving target, um, slightly different, slightly more difficult than just standing on one leg. Now, then we can just ramp that up as well. So we can throw the ball from our right hand across our body to our left hand, bouncing off the wall. Um, we can throw it from low on our right side, bounce it, and then catch high on our left hand. Uh, we can do all sorts of things. We can hop on the spot and do it. Um, we can try and do it with one eye closed. Um, there's so, so many different variations that you can do with it to make it just that little bit more difficult and um, without actually going straight from, um, you know, no balance to, you know, standing on a BOSA ball trying to do a back squat. Uh, the next con is the, the movements themselves. So standing on a BOSA ball uh, is like it's not really like a golf swing um, so it's quite different from the balance required during a golf swing um, golfers mostly need lateral stability while these tools often emphasize uh, what I'll describe as vertical stability so um, we need stability side to side essentially so we're not swaying and sliding a lot in our swing and it's not like we're going to fall forwards or backwards during our golf swing you know it's it's generally not a thing because we're pushing the ground away and um, standing tall as we go through the swing there might be a little bit of instability there but it's very very rare that that's the case um, and standing on a BOSU ball is um, you know it's far above and beyond the balance which you require for a golf swing so going too far down the rabbit hole of trying to do too much of this stability work um, would probably be detrimental in the fact that it's just taking away from you um, potentially working on more mobility or strength which could benefit your game better uh, or benefit your game more, I should say, than you know, just doing all the stability work and being a really stable person, but you could uh, be more mobile or stronger um, if you were to just put a little bit 
less effort in there and more effort into the, the strength and the mobility side of things. Um, then the last thing, so uh, the last con is uh, it can limit your strength gain. So due to the unstable, um, like due to the unstable nature, I guess, of this equipment, uh, you definitely will not be able to lift as heavy a weights as you can on solid ground. Uh, and th this will limit your strength gains and strength gains uh, essentially what's going to lead to power gains in the future and hitting the golf ball further and we all know that power and speed are really important aspects of golf and if we're doing too much stability and not enough power and speed then obviously we're leaving gains on the table so we need to f find some sort of uh, happy balance there between the two so that we can you know be mobile stable um, flexible strong powerful all of these things um, and we don't do it by just doing bosu ball work and neglecting the others as well as we don't just do strength work and neglect the stability work so um you know what are what are some recommendations that i would have for uh incorporating you know a little bit of stability and balance work into your training now the i often don't do it with my clients that much because um, like one, sure people need to work on um, the one leg balance, which is or the single leg balance, which is one of the TPI screening tests, and and one which you know so so many people fail. Like I think um, I, I don't want to say the incorrect numbers, but to to just guess from having read it last was um, I think one in four golfers passed it, um, which is to stand on one leg with your eyes closed for um, I believe 10 to 15 seconds or maybe, maybe it was 15 seconds um, and like so so many people don't pass this test and the the reason being is you just haven't practiced it if you practice it a few times people would probably get better with it so rather than just focus on that element of it of you know practicing the skill of standing there with one eye closed or, or with both eyes closed on one leg I should say um, I prefer to get people to walk uh, to work on um, single leg exercises or single arm exercises uh, called unilateral training. So we're adding a little bit of instability there, but we're still not on an unstable surface, so we can still lift a significant amount of weight. So um, if you think about these movements like single arm or alternating bench presses with dumbbells, um, so you can be holding one arm out straight, pressed above your head, and then lower the other one down to your chest, and then press it back up and, and alternate arms. Um, you could also just do both arms at the same time with dumbbells because it's not a um, fixed solid object. It's two individual weights. Um, so you're training both sides of the body equally in that instance. Um, then the other movements are like a single leg split squat uh, where the bench is helping you with a little bit of the stability or balance because you're, you're pressing your foot into it, the, the back foot on, into the, the bench. Um, or the other one is, um, you know, like a reverse lunge or a suitcase lunge or barbell lunge, uh, whether in the front rack, overhead, um, back rack, whatever it might be. Um, but going through lunges because... You're having to load eccentrically on the way down, keep the knees um, pushed out um, over your little toe, um, and that's you know driving glute engagement. It's stabilizing the knee, it's stabilizing the ankle, um, it's building strength around the hips to create stability there. Um, so there's so many good things to that, and 
yeah, rather than focus just on the stability elements, if I can add these exercises or have a certain number of unilateral uh, movements in someone's training, then we need to do far less stability work. So some of the stability exercises that I like to program for golfers are the balance one, throwing the ball against the wall, which is what I was talking about before. Um, and for an exercise like this, I, I really just like to try and gamify it. And I'll only really work on it if someone um, says that they're falling out of shots or they're, they're really unbalanced and, and we want them to, um, like there's a really high need for improving the skill element as well as the strength element for a um, for stability. And for most people, it's not the skill because if they practice it a few times, and I can see this when I do the TPI screening with someone, if someone does the screen and they're like, oh, hang on, like, no, no, like, let me try that again. And they try it again and immediately they're better. And, and maybe they give it one more crack um, during our screening together and they get better again. Uh, then I know that it's something that is just a, a bit of a skill thing. And if I gave them an, enough of them to practice, uh, they would probably get better at it. So they're going to make more gains uh, in a stability um, element or stability aspect of their swing um, by getting stronger because all they then need to do is just practice a couple of times and they will literally be better at the skill or the stability um, exercise or, or whatever the stability thing is. Um, sweet. So I think I've gone into pretty good depth with uh, uh, each of those things, each of the pros and each of the cons. Um, I would actually really love to know uh, what your experience with uh, stability ball training has been or whether you use a wobble board. Um, just remember that I'm referring to this uh, from an aspect of uh, strength, a strength and conditioning program uh, and improving your body so that you can then go to a swing coach and be better with your swing. Um, it's completely separate to, say, a, a golf coach using the wobble board to um, teach someone like loading the trail hip or, or like then planting the lead foot down like that's a very very different and very specific thing and you wouldn't go out on the course and try and hit the ball the same distance when you're focusing on that wobble board thing or when you've got that wobble board under your feet um, it's literally there as a training aid to to teach you like a feel for a movement um and just like that, you're not going to be able to load that up to like hitting a full driver. Um, or you might be able to try and hit a full driver, but it's not going to go as far as if you were to um, set up and not have the wobble board under your feet and have no instability there except just, you know, feet straight into the ground uh, and then trying to smash that ball as far as you can. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's just brought some light. Um, but, yeah, please um, email Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at fairwayperformance.com. I'd love to get any questions about this or if you have any um, feedback on the topic or you want me to dive more into a certain aspect of it or even um, just go into a couple more exercises in, in another podcast. Um, in the next couple of episodes, I'm probably going to do another um, like three to five questions from listeners. So if you've got one on this topic, then um, fire away and I'd be happy to help. Um, otherwise, you can also... Uh, direct message me on Instagram. It's sh at Sean, S-H-A-U-N dot Dyakov, D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F. Um, I'll be very responsive in there and I'm actually going to pick up my Instagram game uh, now that I've sold the gym. I've just gotten back from my little holiday in Italy to a friend's wedding. 
um, and I'm ready to hit the ground running playing lots of golf um, because I've just freed up a lot of time in my week um, and also creating a lot of uh, good content and hopefully helpful content for you guys out there um, trying to improve your bodies to improve your golf game. So um, yeah, please get in touch. I'd love to help you. Um, as always, if you um, can leave a five-star rating or review, um, you know, take a screenshot of the episode, tag a friend who needs to hear it, um, any of that type of stuff that helps the show get out there, grow it a little bit and help more golfers um, and obviously help me grow in the, um, in the same instance, then um, that would be really helpful. I'd appreciate it. Uh, and then I'll keep pumping out content like this to, to help you guys with your, uh, with your golf and your fitness. So until next week, uh, swing, swing well or play well, um, train hard, and I'll talk to you guys next week.